Well, as I said earlier, the theme of this morning's service is our relationship with God, both as individuals and as congregations or other groups of people. Our Old Testament reading from the book of Nehemiah was written in the 5th century BC by an unknown author, thought to be the same person who wrote the two books of Chronicles and the book of Ezra. Now these four books together are important because they summarise the whole history of the Jewish people from the creation of the world through Moses receiving the Ten Commandments, through all the kings of Israel and Judah, to the return of the Jews from their 50-year exile in Babylon. Nehemiah was a Jew, born a long way from Palestine in what is now southwest Iran. And in around 445 BC, he was appointed governor of the region west of the River Jordan, known as Judea. At the time, the land was part of the Persian Empire, and the people were subjects of the Persian Emperor. The Jews were free to follow their own religion, and the heads of the Jewish ancestral families were permitted to meet the costs of rebuilding fitting out and staffing a new temple in Jerusalem, the old one having been completely destroyed when the Jews were taken into exile 50 years before. Our reading from Nehemiah describes the moment when the people have gathered together at the southeastern end of the town near the gate known as the Watergate to hear, perhaps for the first time, the books of the law being read to them by the prophet Ezra. It was a moving moment for them. The books of the law had originally been written following the exodus of the Israelites, escaping from Egypt across the Red Sea. Now, the lessons in the scripture were being offered again to the descendants of those Exodus Israelites in a new situation. The meeting at the Watergate was a moment when the formal pattern of worship, a new formal pattern of worship, was being set out. It's rather like the one of our church services today, with readings, prayers, plus a sermon with interpretation, And the day was declared holy to God. The people were even encouraged to celebrate with food, a bit like we might today with a Sunday roast after church. The congregation of Jewish people was renewing its age-old relationship with God. And God was meeting them just where they were at that moment. Well, let's fast forward about 500 years to AD 55. Life in Palestine to the west of the River Jordan was very different again. 
The Persian Empire of Nehemiah of 5th century BC had given way to the ancient Greeks and then to the Romans. Jesus Christ had been born, lived, taught, healed, preached, died and risen from the dead. Jesus had been crucified by the Romans and resurrected by God after three days. Saul, the Greek-speaking tent maker and zealous Christian-hating Pharisee, had been on a journey from Jerusalem to the Syrian town of Damascus when suddenly he was struck down, blinded by the light. In that blinding light, he was confronted by the risen Jesus Christ and the burning question, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? I am Jesus whom you persecute. Well, from that moment on, nothing was ever the same. Saul, the persecutor, was turned into Paul the Apostle. Suddenly he realised he'd got it all wrong. Jesus was the Messiah that he'd been waiting for all his life. God, in Jesus, had met him, Saul, right where he was, in the middle of his business, clinging on to the old ways of Judaism and destroying, or trying to destroy, the new way of the risen Christ. The city of Corinth in Greece had been a busy site of commerce for many years. It was quite a cosmopolitan place with a significant population of freed Roman slaves. The Apostle Paul and his colleagues established a church there. The congregation was almost entirely Gentile converts to Christianity. They had been pagans before that. Our reading that Linda read us from 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 17 to 24, is from the first surviving example of several letters written by Paul to the congregation at Corinth. The letter as a whole deals with a number of quite complex pastoral matters, including, for example, the rather knotty question of whether or not people already circumcised should take steps to disguise this, or whether those not yet circumcised should become so. Paul was anxious that people should not be wasting their time, effort and attention on these worldly matters. Bearing in mind the idea that God's kingdom could come into fruition completely and the world end at any moment, added to his own experience with that blinding light of Jesus, Paul felt deeply the reality that God truly meets us just where we are. He was concerned that any diversion of attention from fulfilling the central commandments of God, which are to love God with all our heart, 
all our mind, all our soul, through loving our neighbours as we love ourselves, would put his congregation at serious risk of missing their way to full relationship with God. Nearly 2,000 years later, the same applies to us today. God meets us just where we are, just as he has always met his people where they were, in every possible circumstance, rich or poor, happy or sad, virtuous or criminal, confident or despairing, young or old, brimming with health or facing death. We no longer expect the imminent end of the world in the way that Paul's generation did, but we still do face existential threats of our own. The killer virus, COVID-19, continues to stalk the land. And our drummer from the music group has succumbed to that only this morning. In two years, this horrible virus has killed over 150,000 people in the UK alone. An underwater volcanic eruption and tsunami, of, which happened only in the last week, has caused devastation in the South Pacific island of Tonga. The dictator, Vladimir Putin, has established a sinister threat of military force along the border between Russia and the Ukraine. Daily, we hear in the news of random acts of violence against innocent people. Ten days ago, a young Irish teacher was murdered in broad daylight, and the day before yesterday, a British doctor was killed by a stray bullet as he slept in his apartment in Georgia, in the United States. May God meet us where we are, here and now, just as he always meets his people wherever they are and in whatever circumstances they may find themselves. And may we be aware of God's loving and supporting presence with us all, now and always. Amen.